Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! It's Friday, so we got to get rolling right away. A ton, a powerhouse lineup, dare I say. Rajim Seabrook uh, swung by earlier this week because he's actually on the road right now. He's coaching over there at Sentinel, and uh, they're on their way. Well, I guess they're probably already there. Uh, the game of the week, I think, probably in the state of Montana, Missoula Sentinel at Bozeman Gallatin. So we will talk around the wide world of sports. We'll talk some Grizz. We'll talk some Bozeman Gallatin uh, versus Missoula Sentinel with Rajim Seabrook. We'll also talk all things NFL with Brooks Duanez. We got Brett Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. We got Brett Bushka, the quarterback for the uh, Butler Bulldogs. And uh, we got a couple high school football coaches from right here in the city of Missoula, Dane Oliver of Sentinel, as well as Matt Johnson of Big Sky. The game in Missoula tonight Missoula Big Sky hosts Great Falls CMR down at Missoula County Public Stadium. So certainly a jam-packed slate as the second week of high school football gets underway. The opening of college football, Montana, high noon tomorrow. They open the 2023 season against Butler. Montana State, they open their home slate at 6 p.m. against visiting at Utah Tech. So we will have our our uh, the return of uh, one of our favorite events, our college game day. We'll be coming to you live tomorrow from 9.30 until 11, right there in front of the uh, walking bridge adjacent to the University of Montana campus. We'll be right there in the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. Rajim Seabrook will be riding shotgun uh, with me once again, so love having Raj on board for that as well. So he'll give us a, a firsthand, I guess, recap of the Sentinel-Gallatin game. We'll also have a full high school scoreboard, but of course we'll have a whole bunch of lead-up to 
Montana's home opener against Butler. I'm going to then stay for part of the Grizz game, and I'm going to beat feet over and do the same routine all over again. Do our um, Bobcat pregame tailgate show uh, with K-Sky Country over there in Bozeman, and uh, then I'll roll right into the, the press box there, watch the gold rush, and uh, then we're into it. Then, then we are into the flow and into the uh, the rhythm and the rhyme of football season. It's, all, it's always so weird because you have all this fun time in the summer, and then it's sort of this abrupt slowdown with August with all this lead-up coverage, but it's not the rhythm of game weeks. And now, after Saturday, boom, then it's just Monday press conference, Tuesdays before practice, and you're uh, you're off and running. The, uh, the season will be fully underway. Season got underway for five Big Sky Conference teams last night. Uh, we'll get to some of that a little bit later on uh, as well. But we got to get to it. We have so many guests here. So if you want to be a part of the show, 406 406- 888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us uh, via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Also have to say, got this back in my life. Thanks, Floco. Florence Coffee dropped off some uh, gift cards for me. And they're always our proud sponsor here on uh, Friday afternoons. It is a Floco Friday. I got myself a Lotus. Got Tommy all uh, rigged up with a, a iced Americano. So we're off and running. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company kiosk near you. All right. I'm ready for uh, an attitude adjustment. I've been, we spent all summer, Rajiv Seabrook kicking it with us here on a, on a Thursday morning. You're listening to it on a Friday afternoon. Thanks for swinging by, man. Thanks for uh, having me. We spent so much time this summer talking about the, the, the erosion of college football. Yes. And and this reorganization and the realignment, and, and, and shifting and no, sands. None of us like it, right? No. But that's a problem for future Coulter and future Rajim. This now is college true. football is back, and this this year is how it's been. It's the Pac-12 still exists, and and everybody's playing their conferences for one last time. So I'm ready to stop thinking about what's going to happen next summer and enjoy the last year of actual <laughs> civilization on Earth. That's exactly absolutely. That's exactly right. How we sit here, we're going to have an exciting football season with the Big oh, Sky absolutely. Conference, and uh, you know, I was looking at the college football schedule this upcoming weekend. There's a lot of fun games. The NFL's coming down the pipe too, so. I'm ready to stop talking about what might be, what might have been, all this stuff. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, let's just have some fun. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> we will be coming to you live from uh, the uh, Chamber of Commerce parking lot there at uh, right right next to the walking bridge on the University of Montana campus. We're rolling from 9.30 to 11. We're moving it up a little bit because, first of all, it's kind of really, not kind of, it's really hard for us to get into the games when we cut off the radio only half. You guys know how it goes. Getting to Grizz games is not an easy thing. It takes a long time. So, uh, also though, I think us being on the radio earlier is better for all of you because you guys are going down there an hour and a half, two hours early to tailgate and have some fun, drink some sodas, whatever. And uh, so, I think when we're on the radio earlier, that's better for you, and then it also gives us more time to get in the game. So that's what we're gonna be doing this year. So nine thirty to eleven this uh, Saturday. Come hang out with us. I will be getting you all set up for the Grizz season opener against Butler. Uh, we're going to save a lot of our ins and outs of, of this uh, matchup for Saturday, but uh, opening games are always interesting. Always. What do you think of d- this just opening game? What are you going to be watching? What do you want to see out of the grids? Uh, organization, always. Yep. Uh, and, and you use the word right off the bat, Coulter, attitude. Yeah. What's what? What are the Grizzly, you know, coaching staff and players? You know, what is the attitude, and how does that attitude affect your aptitude on and off the field? Mm-hmm. So, I'm really interested in seeing, um, you know, holes that are filled. It's always weird when you want to see certain players that are now either transferred or graduated or have quit the team. So, just kind of see where they they will fill in. Um, for me, it's it's 
getting that offense back to where where I'm used to seeing it, For sure. and also seeing um, if that defense can can overcome some of the some of the big holes that were left by guys like Robbie Houck. So, you know, it's a it's a it's an interesting year uh, when you lose leaders like that from yesteryear. Um, but I don't care what level, the first games are always wonky games because you're you can't replicate, duplicate, and emulate. For sure things in practice you know you're you know the last few practices you're going thud and not full speed so um the first quarter is always kind of ugly well this time of year too it's so hard this i guess this day and age i should say it's so hard to have personnel evaluations going into the first game because everybody just has so many new players so many new players so I mean, many the Grizz new- are going to roll out like 30 dudes who've never played for the Grizz before on saturday and you know what's funny so are their opponents so, exactly so, right? so is yeah, exactly. you know 22 22 transfers over the last <laughs> right. year um so there's a lot of new faces in a lot of new places and seeing if all the puzzle pieces fit together. I think that, you know, everybody's going to be watching. The, the Grizz have to replace three All-Americans on defense. Patrick O'Connell, who signed with the Seahawks practice squad earlier this whoop, week. Whoop. Justin Ford, uh, who I thought was probably an NFL guy, but he didn't run a good enough 40 probably, so kind of on the outside looking in. But either way, a multiple-time All-American. And Robbie Houck, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Big Sky. Just given the history of the Grizz in general and Bobby Houck's Grizz, the Grizz are going to be fine at linebacker. Like they'll find a next. I mean, it, it, who knows if there's a next Patrick O'Connell, but they'll have a bunch of linebackers that can play. They always have a bunch of linebackers. Ryan Tyrrell, baby, number right, forty-four. I mean, let's go. Braxton Hill and Levi Janikaro. I mean, you got a bunch of dudes that you know. They just. It's like they have a like Andrew always says. They got a conveyor belt of guys. Just <laughs> six, the factory. Two, six two two twenty five coming right off. The, some from some small town in Montana. Here they come. So they'll be fine at linebacker. Uh, I think they'll be fine at safety. Coach Alex yes. always had good safeties. Yep. I think Nash Fouch, Gary Graves is a great place to start. Trey John Cotton's also a really good player. So really they good. have a lot of guys that there. To me, the number one spot on defense I think that I'm going to watch is the corners. Corners. Absolutely. Can they cover? Can they cover? Uh, can you know? Can Corbin Walker take the next step? His next step's an All-American type guy. He's already been a, a, an All-Conference type guy. And uh, Trevor Grady getting his shot. A Billings West kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, fine. I mean, it's been... It's been Three years? I was trying to think of when the last time the Grizz had a corner from Montana. Man, it's been a long time, I think. Tough Harris, maybe? back in. I mean, and that was like 15 or 20 years ago. I'm was it tough? Of, uh, I'm trying to think of others. The Grizz have had a ton of safeties. It's sa- yeah, I keep thinking safeties. I can't safeties. really think of any corners. I'm thinking of guys that had. came in as corners and got converted right. to safety. But now the Grizz have some, so a couple Montana-made corners. Jace Kluswitz Jace, playing. Oh, yeah, I, I, know, I, know so. that, I know that young man. Yep, oh, yeah. for sure. Former Sentinel Spartan, former Frenchtown Bronx. So, Let's go, baby. Uh, local kid. Uh, but I, I think that defensively the Grizz are almost always good, and Bobby Houck's teams are always going to play hard, be disciplined, fundamentally sound, run to the ball, tackle well. And then all the, the the I shouldn't say simple because it's not simple, but all of the basic. Right. But but for a lot of teams, challenging things, they'll do those things what really well. That's just tried and true. I agree with you, though. It's, to me, it's about the offense. It's offense. They, they have great playmakers. Absolutely. How do you get those dudes the ball? They did such and a bad job of that last year. you got to get your guys the ball. Like 19 catches for Junior Bergen is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. It's, it's unsavory, if you will. <laughs> right. um, not only that, but... Who will be getting them right. the ball? Right, there's still a lot of speculation. Uh, is it is it Sam? Is it the, is it the, you know the Central Arkansas transfer? Um, who's slinging the rock back there? Are they going to platoon the system? There's a lot of questions, and we won't know. We can speculate all we want. We won't know until that 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 cap gun goes off at uh, you know whatever time on Saturday. So. Um, Couple of questions for 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 me on offense. Um, I'm a big Sam. 
a Sammy V fan. He's a great young man. He's a smart, yep. smart kid. Um, heads in the right place, as is his heart. Um, so we'll we'll see. We shall see. It'll be really fun. We'll have all sorts of in-depth previews for you, plus a whole bunch of interviews as well. Our ESPN College Game Day back for yet another year. We'll be coming to you from 9.30 to 11 on Saturday morning, leading up to Montana's noon game against the Butler Bulldogs to open the 2023 season. A whole bunch of other things to talk to you about. So we'll go around the wide world of sports, which is one of my favorite things to do uh, with Rajim. Yo. Um, have you followed much the Shikari Richardson saga? Shikari Richardson's the, the sprinter, the United States sprinter. And yeah. uh, she she broke out. She was a huge uh, rising star. Then she failed a couple drug tests yes. for, for marijuana, not performance-enhancing no. drugs. Nope. And, uh, and then she was suspended for a long time. Yep. And then she came back. And she just recently, she won the, the United States Championship and then the, the World Championship Qualifier. And, and she's climbing, she's climbing, she's climbing. Justin Engel and I were talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Um to me, she has like a parallel with Angel Reese, the young lady at LSU. Ooh, where interesting, compa- where they're, interesting they're, bo- they're well, I, I guess that what I'm saying is we were we were analyzing Shikari Richardson from a marketing perspective. Yes, and we were sort of uh, comparing and contrasting with someone like Simone Biles and some of these other gymnasts that get a lot of uh, right love. Naomi Osaka is another person we brought into the mix, and why she's so marketable. I guess my my argument was that I I. I wish that Shikari Richardson was more marketable because of the brash nature that she competes with. She's got an edge. And that's, and that's I think, one of the reasons why she doesn't have a bunch of endorsement deals because people don't necessarily like her edge. But like when she won that race the other week and she's blowing kisses as she's crossing the finish line, I'm like, man, that should be a Nike commercial. That's that's just marketing gold. Uh, so I don't know. I just, I think that it's, it's actually a bigger argument to me. It's not even just about Shikari Richardson. I wish that they... They, society at Proverbial. large, society at large. I wish, I wish that first of all, women's track and field, I think, should be one of the biggest spectator sports of women's sports because I just think that women's track and field is the is the peak of women's competition. So I wish that there was more exposure for that on a national and international level on TV. And I also just wish that. Uh, I don't know if Shikari Richardson's a household name, and I guess the point I'm trying to make is that I wish that she was. Well, part of that, it, it's track is not a household sport. I know. That's why I guess and, that, and, I, I wish that I, it was, right? And I, and I think that we have to like unpack and zoom out of that culture. Sure. And, you know, I, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the athletes. It has to do with the sport. Right. Um, it seems like America only cares about sports. Uh, not sports track, right? High school level, yep. right? People are, are are everywhere with it, and then the next time we actually care about it is the Olympics, which is every four years. So, totally, um, part of her inability to be marketed, part of her inability, any track star to be no, sure. n- not marketed sure. is it's hard. For sure. It's hard to keep up with it, and there's time trials and this, and, you know, all the buildups to the major. It's almost too much. Yeah. And then, and the same breath, not enough. Yes. So to me, it's it's less. I mean, there's some unmarketability about her, but part of it is the sport's not a very marketable sport. You mm-hmm. can't go out and wear track spikes as normal shoes. You can't go out right, and right, like right. I will not go out and wear runner shorts just because a runner's wearing them. Like you don't want to see this much junk coming out the trunk. <laughs> like you just don't. Um, totally. And then now we couple it and parallel it with her and. She is brash. She is bold. She yeah. is uh, 
a lot of too much for for, right. for, for for too many other people who don't understand her for sure. or get her frame of reference and only take things on a surface level. Um, you brought up Simone, uh, you know, the flying squirrel, um, different human beings. Right. Just totally different human beings. Right. And um, it is it is difficult to want to market someone who just doesn't care about what you think. I, I yes, that that's so interesting to me because Naomi Osaka has well well uh, chronicled uh, struggles. I mean, she's talked about them a lot. I think that's why a lot of people gravitate toward her. Totally, she's she's been very open about some of the things that she's battled with. Simone Biles Simone, has same thing. As, as well. Absolutely, I appreciate that. I also think though, if you are unabashedly yourself, and that and that like frightens people. I I don't know like. I guess what I'm saying is that I, to me, for my preference as somebody that follows sports and is going to be influenced by athletes, I gravitate way more towards the Shakari Richardsons and the Angel Reese's of the world than the Simone Biles of the world. But that's just me. Well, she's, there's a relatability that a lot of people don't have, right? Yeah. Social anxiety, mental health. Sure. I don't care who you are. Right. We all struggle with that. Totally. Or, you know, whether it's on a micro level or a macro level. Yeah. And I think that there's some relatability to that. I also think that the two, you know, when we talk about Osaka, the the, the culture of the sports brings about a, a different yes. um, perspective as well. I think Shikari is so far removed from the average household as far as name, likeness, image that right, people right. don't get that because they take that 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 surface and then they that's that's all they want to deal with that's all they want to juggle with um you know the last time i saw a brash athlete of this nature that was marketable he caught so much flack for it charles barkley when he was like dude i'm paid to play basketball i'm not here to be a role model i'm not here to be a mentor and people didn't want that and a lot of that is because we don't have modern day heroes right we don't have modern day heroes for sure we we look at politicians we look at athletes we look at entertainment folk to be our heroes right and he's like i'm not your hero i don't get paid to like your kids right i don't get paid to like you i get paid to play a sport right that was marketable till it wasn't marketable sure Shikari's the same way. Like, she doesn't care. She's not doing her hair for you. She's not wearing penny loafers to the country club. She's she's unapologetically herself. And I'll dare say it, she's unapologetically black. Yeah. Like, no doubt. 100%. The, the world's not ready for that. When Dennis Rodman did it, until he kind of clowned and buffooned himself, he yep. wasn't accepted. Draymond Green, not accepted. Ron Artest, not accepted. For those people who were too whatever for the others of the world, yeah. not marketable. Well, I hope she just keeps going because I, I find her endlessly fun to watch. Absolutely. She, I mean. She reminds me of the roadrunner when she dyes her hair red. I, I <laughs> Anybody listens listens to this show knows I, I love women's sports. I, we cover women's sports as yes. much as by any ESPN affiliate in the country. I just think that if you wanted the best display of athleticism that women can in, in, uh, 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 partake in, it's track and field, man. I just wish that it was on TV more. Because all these do, well, I think one of the things that's held women's sports back for a long time, I think this is going away at least a little bit, which is good. Yes. Is so many guys are like, well, I could just beat those girls at that sport. No, you can't. <laughs> I love when guys say, me and my boys could go win against a WNBA team. It's like, dude, you would get beat by 40. These girls are hitting 25 threes in your face. You think you could post them up? Congratulations. It doesn't matter. They're going to shoot you out of the gym. But this is where track and field could do such a great service, right? Yeah. Oh, you think you're fast? You think you're a good athlete? Shakari Richardson is smoking you. 
<laughs> she, she's beating you by half the track. By the time you blink, she's 50 yards in front of you. I mean, her bones are hollow. She's like a, she's like a bird, dude. Like, yeah. get, no. No, no. <laughs> no. And I think that that, that would, it would just be, I just wish track was on TV more. Because I, yes. I mean, I would just watch it. Like, if there was just like some Sunday afternoon women's track and field, I'd put that on all day. It's, it's, uh, it's such a great athletic pursuit. We digress. I've talked about this a lot already. So, uh, moving on. Rajim Sebra kicking with us here on uh, on is now on this Friday. Um, the other one I want to ask you, I found all my old Sports Illustrated. I saw that. What's up? And uh, I, I pulled out a couple of them. But it's striking. I found the first three Sportsman of the Year issues from, from the 21st century, 2000, 2001, 2002. You got Tiger Woods. You got Lance Armstrong. And then you got Tim Duncan and David Robinson. And I thought it was such... And only two of those guys are nice. <laughs> I thought about how, how that was such... It's, it's such a, a symbol of your who you are as a, a person when you're a big-time athlete. Mm-hmm. If, if you fly too close to the sun, you melt. Yes, Icarus. <laughs> and and if, if you're Tim Duncan and you're like, you're never really chasing that big-time superstardom, you're just kind of a boring, nice guy, you might never reach this, like, otherworldly level of fame but then when you're done everybody remembers you in with such reverence and nobody's just saying Truth. any of this bad stuff nobody's Truth. making documentaries about you but when you're like tiger woods and lance armstrong and you fly too close to the sun you melt and then all of a sudden so i guess the the conversation is how big of a star is too big of a star i think that's a great example of how you can sort of handle stardom across the board yeah i think i think you know you said tim duncan tiger woods lance armstrong and michael jordan did you include mj in there well yeah and michael jordan is such a unique example because jordan you talk about i i think that the 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 team around michael jordan the marketing around michael jordan protected him so much insulated people know now how not cool. Compulsively competitive Michael Jordan is. And like how, I mean, some would say like the way he operated during his prime, he actually had like a mental problem. Like he was staying up 20 hours a day, gambling all the time, playing NBA games, then going golfing 36 holes, playing more NBA games. Most people don't have the energy and the fortitude to do it. He That's right. that's his gift. His curse is that he can never stop competing. And, you know, I mean, you read the Jordan rules. The Jordan rules is not the Gatorade commercial. I mean, Michael Jordan is a terrible person to be on a team with. He is. He's horrible. He's fighting his teammates. He's punching Steve Kerr in the face. He's going crazy. So, but, but they, you know, corporate America protected him so much. Oh, and, a couple and, of Gatorades and McDonald's yeah. French fries and a Space Jam I mean, movie. In 1993, everybody in America thought Michael Jordan was the guy sitting on the court drinking the Gatorade. I want to be like Mike. And, yeah. and really, he's like this dog who's like, maybe doesn't have any friends. And anyways, uh, it's just interesting to see the way that uh, these guys r- rise and fall. Well, I also think that we, you know, when you look at just those five examples, we create polarity to kind of yes. uh, in, in our society to kind of do what we do every Friday, compare and contrast and analyze things. And I think when you have a Tiger Woods one year and a Tim Duncan the next and a Michael Jordan one year and then a Michael Phelps the next, like you you create this weird polarity to kind of go back and forth between and be like, that guy's great. That guy's great, but he's not very nice. That guy's great, but he's a, you know, all the things. And I always say, much like Sports Illustrated, the presidency of the United States. I always say the the, the 
sports person of the year sets up the next sports person of the year. Right. Just like the president sets up the next president, right? right? right. Everyone got tired of Trump. They want Biden. Everyone's yeah. tired of Biden. They want, you know, whoever again. Like, sure. it, it sets itself yeah. up. So when you, when you have these, you know... You have a Tiger Woods who's a, an amazing golfer but not a great person. But then you have a, a Tim Duncan who's a great person and a great athlete but just kind of, you know, multiple meal boring. Yeah. Like, it creates polarity. All of a sudden, it's like, why can't Tiger Woods be nicer? Why can't Tim Duncan have an edge? Right. Right? Like, And then conversation ensues. And I think that is what's great about sports and great about things like that in particular is because it creates this passive hostility. It creates this passive ability to talk about things and elaborate and almost expound upon them when you have a Tiger Woods versus a Tim Duncan, a, a Jordan versus a Kendall Gill. You know, so to say, Kendall Gill, I don't know where that came from, but out of the back pocket, out of the way out there in left Kendall field. Gill in a minute. Kendall Gill is pretty nice. Buddy, we need to do a segment on like the most forgotten players yeah, that were right? good. Kendall Gill was great. Yeah, he was People really good. People don't understand. Sure. Dude, he was nice. Yeah, he was nice. All right. Sure. We digress again. <laughs> well, um, by the way, I, 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 I guess the other point I'm, I'm making here is that um, the way that you carry yourself it does affect then the way that you're remembered. And so you might not reach this level of crazy fame and popularity during, but I would much rather have the reverence later. And I'm reading this great book that you gave me. By the way, thank you. It's one of the most interesting books I've ever read. It's called Black Ball. It's all about you would be you'd be hard pressed to find stories in the NBA that I know nothing about. And I knew nothing about. I knew who Connie Hawkins was. So, dude. But I knew nothing about him being literally blackballed out of the league yeah. until he was 27 years old because yeah. he was tied to some gambling scandal that he had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with. with. I had no idea Oscar Robertson sued the NBA and redid the entire collective bargaining agreement before the merger. I had no idea about that. How about Kareem? I knew about Spencer. I just got to the Kareem part. <laughs> I knew about Spencer Hayward, but I did not know his whole impact on all of it. You know, I mean, he basically... Changed the game. He's the first guy to come out of college before his four years was up. Yep. He basically had to sue the NBA multiple times to get into the NBA, out of the ABA. So fascinating. But then you also have this omnipresent character throughout the book, and that's Dr. J. And then you look at Julius Erving and what his career then became, even though he was not as hyped as those guys early, and how he's remembered now. It's another just great example of if you're... If you are, uh, if you live with temperance in the moment, you you have like a regal reputation at the end. Yeah, which means two couple of different things. I say this to my son and many young people: mind the company you keep. That's right, because that's always reflective of what people will think about you, regardless of your actions and behaviors. Yep. And then also. Mind the company you keep. For sure, <laughs> like that, that, sure. it's a golden rule. Uh, the book is brilliant. Um, I can't wait to talk to you about how Kareem kind of held basketball as a hostage for sure um there for a minute so yeah great book great insight uh and and a great um compliment to you opening it up about sports illustrated yeah for sure man well reduce we're kicking it with us here uh on to on is now uh i want to get to some high school sports in just a minute but yes, sir. Uh, just a couple and we have plenty of nfl coming up later on as well recorded some stuff earlier this week with my brother brooks he's got his division picks coming at you and we also got a couple other good storylines there's all sorts of stuff going into this NFL season that's interesting to me, but I got a, just two for you. Kick it. This is just a little NFL buy-sell. Are you buying or selling the way that the 49ers have handled their quarterback competition and then the subsequent trade of Trey Lance? 
I don't know what's going The 49ers, with this situation, have become the Washington Commanders of the West Coast. Right. But what if they're, what if Kyle Shanahan's just right? He could be. I mean, either that and he, there's just supreme confidence in Brock Purdy. I, 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 and I think that where people get stuck is Trey Lance was the top three pick and Brock mm-hmm. Purdy was the last pick in the draft. I, if if there was any chance that Trey Lance was better than Brock Purdy, they just would have kept him. I think Kyle Shanahan's like, well, I know where everybody was drafted. I know it was a bad pick for us to pick Lance third. Purdy's better. We're keeping him. Yeah, keep him. I mean, I've had friends that have gone to Harvard and MIT, and I've had friends that have gone to Flathead Valley Community College. <laughs> That's right. right. And some of my friends that have gone to Flathead Valley Community College are doing better than some of my friends that are going to Harvard. It's what you do with it once you get there. Um, I thought Trey Lance was drafted way too high considering where he played. Like, his body of work... And how much he played. And how much he played. He only played one season. One season. And, you know, at a a lower level. Like, you didn't see what, you know... You didn't see what Patrick Mahomes saw. You didn't see what Joe Burrow saw. You didn't see what Justin Herbert saw. Like, you're just not... You're not of that ilk. 49ers brass, that's one of the best front offices in sports, period. Exactly. So, the decision... When uh, when like a Green Bay, a New York, uh, a Patriots, or, or San Francisco teams like that make certain moves, I don't second guess them because of the brain trust that they have. San Fran knew what they had, and they knew what they didn't have in the cupboards. And for them to get rid of a, of a, a he's a physical specimen. Don't get me wrong; they know something we don't. That's right. Other one I got is uh, Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs, two of the best running backs in the league, still unsigned, giving their teams a run around to basically hold now. What do you think of this? Buy or sell? Well, I think the running back, I, 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 they got, sell it. You got to sell it. Like guys get into camp, like your position isn't valued as it should be. And I'm, I'm saying that publicly. I've shared it privately. Your position isn't valued. Go and get your money and then get out of the league. Like welcome to the business. Like, you know what you're doing or grow two inches and 10 pounds and become a linebacker. (laughs) I agree. Jim Seabrook here uh, on Nuanas now a little bit more right after this. Our interview heavy. Nuanas now rolls on. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Forever, that song will remind me of Tutel Nuanas. Welcome back to Nuanas Now. 
I guess the spinoff of Tutel Duanez, whatever you want to call it. Hopefully Gus is listening. Uh, Ryan Tutel, my great friend and uh, former co-host of this show with me. He and his wife, they just had their fourth child. So congratulations to the Tutels. Uh, you guys do it better than anybody. So if anybody should be having four kids, it's definitely you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you had a great week. Happy Friday. The Big Sky Conference opened up about half the teams played last night. Sac State got off to a great start, 17-3 to at Nichols. But then they were only up 17-10 to late in the third quarter. They pull away for a 38-24 win. Nichols probably the best of the of the uh, the opponents for the Big Sky last night. Uh, Abilene Christian was the only uh, school to get a win over a Big Sky opponent. They whipped Northern Colorado 31-11. Weber State and Central Washington went back and forth quite a bit in the first half, but then Weber pulled away in the second half, and they won 35-10 over the only D2 school on the slate. UC Davis looked great. They rolled up Texas A&M Commerce 48-10. Um, Miles Hastings was okay. Lance Larison, the, the running back, was great. He has had 106 yards and three touchdowns. So UC Davis uh, looked pretty darn good in their season debut. And then Idaho also looked very good in their season debut. Hayden Hatton caught a pair of touchdowns and threw another one. Uh, Anthony Woods, the uh, all-big sky running back, he scored a couple TDs for Idaho. So uh, all in all, you know, I, I thought UC Davis, Sack, and, and Idaho, three teams that are expected to be good in the big sky, I thought they all looked great. Last night, so uh, a pretty good start for the uh, the best teams in the Big Sky, and uh, first time, first first ever head coaching victories for a couple guys: Andy Thompson, former Grizz linebacker, who's now the head coach at Sac State, and Mickey Mental uh, there at Weber State. The Montana schools get started this weekend. Butler is in Missoula tomorrow. Big Sky breakdown on SkylineSportsMT.com, or maybe you're also listening in on ESPN Radio or watching statewide television, SWX Montana TV, or streaming on the ESPN MT app. No matter how you're tuning in, we really appreciate you being here. We also really appreciate our next guest for taking some time. It's Brett Bushka. He is a redshirt senior quarterback for the Butler Bulldogs. They are on their way to Montana playing in Missoula on Saturday afternoon. Brett, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. First of all, just tell me about life in in Indianapolis. I got a chance to go out there for the NCAA tournament a couple years ago. I'd never been there before. I absolutely loved it. Got to go to a couple games uh, for the tournament on Butler's campus, and and what an awesome basketball arena. What a sweet campus. So uh, just tell us about it. I mean, what's it like living there? What do you like about going to school at Butler? Uh, It's great. I really do like Indianapolis. Uh, It's got that city feel to it when you go when you head into downtown uh butler's campus is only 10 minutes away from downtown so we can go in and out of there pretty frequently uh you got lucas oil where the colts play it's uh i love that stadium especially when they got the the roof open and the windows open uh, it's a great at- atmosphere uh, i've been lucky to go on a couple of those games throughout uh, my years here uh like you said we had uh ncaa uh march madness a couple years ago where they only played in Indiana and a couple games are at Hinkle, so I got to catch a couple of those. There's a lot of opportunities, and obviously the draft, the draft co- or the the combine. I mean, it's here every year, so um, you can get tickets and uh, go watch the combine. It's a great experience. And where you're from, that right Lombard, Illinois, is that right outside Chicago? Is that right? Yeah, it's a west suburb outside Chicago. So there you go. So so how far is Indianapolis from Chicago? Then a couple hours. 
Yeah, just about uh, three hours. You probably get under two hours, depending on the, or under three hours, uh, depending on the traffic. Nice. So not too far from home for you. So uh, so that's good. Um, I, I know you're just getting done with class. What are you going to school for? I am a double major in finance and risk management insurance. Wow. So uh, we're we're going to be trusting you with our money someday. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I love it. Butler's also a great school. What led you there? I mean, what were some of the selling points? You mentioned how much you like Indy. What else did you like about this Butler? What what led you to the university? Uh, definitely the school. Uh, my mom was a big uh, big fan of the uh, business school reputation, and uh, we knew that I was going to go into the business school. She liked that about it. Uh, I really liked uh, the guys that I met on the team. I think uh, it's a very unique camaraderie that we got. I'm still uh, really good friends with the guy who hosted me uh, on my official visit when I was a senior in high school. So it's that type of feel. Uh, I met some just great people, and uh, that's really what brought me here. Brett Boucher, Butler quarterback, joining us here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown. Um, tell me about coming out of last year then. I know you guys had a great year and then a little bit of a tough finish to the year. How much did that motivate you coming into the off season? But also what did you think just as a whole of last year? Seven wins, a good season for you guys. Yeah, you like to see uh, we were training in the right direction uh, from the previous years. Um, but we're definitely not satisfied. You know, seven wins, is, uh, it's, a, it's cool. You know, it's a lot better than uh, the three that we had the year before. But... Uh, we're still not satisfied with that. We want to. We think that we lost a couple games that we didn't. We didn't think that we should have, and uh, that was just on us. I think we beat ourselves in those games. So uh, this off season, it was really uh, we're really honing in on the the things that we can't let beat ourselves. And um, I think all that work in the off season is really gonna prepare us for this upcoming season. What specifically have you guys been working on? I mean, what what sort of points do you think you need to improve overall uh, coming into this year? For me personally, I think I turned the ball over too much last year. And uh, there's a clear stat with uh, turnovers. You know, if you're in minus uh, territory in a game, there's there's a rare possibility of you winning that game. And uh, I put that on myself. And uh, I know that um, our offense is going to be a lot better if uh, – I don't turn the ball over this uh, this year. How about the rest of the offense, the rest of the team? Uh, what can you tell us just about uh, the Bulldogs' offense as you guys make your way to Montana? Uh, I'm really excited about our offense this year. I think we got uh, some weapons that we could use, and um, it's just going to be exciting. I think uh, everybody on the offense is really going to play a part in the success this year. So that's just really what I'm excited about. And how about the challenge on Saturday, then? You guys get to come to one of the great stadiums in, in all of FCS football, one of the great stadiums in the West, period. So what are your expectations for coming into Missoula, and, and are you guys excited to come play in, uh, in such a huge venue? Absolutely. Anytime you're getting to play uh, a team of this uh, prestige, and especially in a great stadium like you said, uh, it's an awesome challenge. Uh, uh, we're very excited to do it. Um, it's going to be a real fun game uh, on Saturday afternoon. From a quarterback perspective, preparing for Montana, probably a, a challenging task because they bring so much pressure and uh, they blitz so much. What goes into the preparation? What have you seen out of the Grizz defense so far? Absolutely. Uh, you, definitely, you definitely notice on the film that they like to fly around. And um, 
they're a great team, coached well. Um, they definitely move well, like I said. So you're just kind of seeing everything that they do, trying to get the most information you can get, and um, yeah, and just go out and play. Brett Bushka joining us here on uh, the Big Sky Breakdown. He's the senior quarterback for the Butler Bulldogs as they make their way to Missoula. I got to ask you about the stash, man. I, I uh, saw your mugshot. There's people on the internet saying you're, you're Gardner Minshew light. So uh, any motivation behind it? What's the stash all about? Uh, yeah, you know, thinking being my fifth year and all, um, just wanted to do a little something funky, I guess, uh, for my picture. I got the got the handlebar mustache rolling right now. Just a little, uh, just a little whatever, get some laughs going. And um, I believe I'm going to keep it for the for our first game going out going out to Missoula. <laughs> well, I love it, and it's an awesome mugshot. Uh, last thing for you, then, what uh, what are you looking for on Saturday? Well, what what sort of things do you guys hope to accomplish? Obviously, a victory is the number one goal, but what other things will will constitute success in terms of performance for for Butler on Saturday afternoon? Absolutely, I think um, definitely just keeping it simple. I think uh, we can't get. Um, too hot, uh, hopped up in uh, the crowd. You know, the crowd's going to be going crazy, which uh, we love. Uh, that that excites us. So staying simple, not getting overwhelmed and all, and uh, doing our job every single play, not uh, taking a play off, not having the last play affect this upcoming play, staying in the moment. I think that's what's going to constitute uh, success for us. Brett Pushka, senior quarterback for the Butler Bulldogs here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Brett, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's always fun talking to guys from different parts of the country, from schools. You know, I mean, I've been to the Butler campus, but I've never talked to anybody who went to school there. Now we did. It's fun. Butler in town tomorrow, high noon, to take on the University of Montana, the opener for the 2023 season for the Grizz and the Bulldogs. How about the Gold Rush game? Brett Vegan will help us break down that one. Montana State's head football coach next here on Nuanas Now. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. Nuwana is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and uh, the ESPN MT app. Hoping you had a great week. Maybe got some big plans for your Labor Day weekend. Ours is going to be jam-packed. This is only the beginning for us. We'll be down uh, at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot bright and early tomorrow. We'll be on the air from 9.30 until 11 for our ESPN College Game Day to get you set up. Uh, for Butler at Montana. That one kicks off at noon. Then I'm going to race down I-90, and uh, I'll be on K-Sky Country uh, from 4 to 6, leading up to Montana State's uh, home opener against Utah Tech. Montana State opens up its 2023 season under the Bobcat Stadium lights against Utah Tech on Saturday night. Brent Vegan joining us, the head coach of Montana State. Uh, And, Coach, we've talked already this week about your secondary 
And and I know you've been uh, pretty adamant that you, you think you have an opportunity to to upgrade there. Why is that? What gives you faith in the guys that are coming up through the ranks uh, in the defensive secondary that makes you think that that could be an improved area and a strength of the Bobcat defense this year? Well, I think it. I think it starts with you return a you know, just a rock solid guy like Rylan Ort. I think Rylan, you know, is apparent that the difference that he made um, when he was back fully with us last year. Um, we lose, I think, a really uh, a great player in Ty Akata, but you got two guys I think that in their own right have the ability to be very effective players in, in Lavelle Price and Caden Dollar. Now they won't be Ty, but collectively. Uh, I, I do think we're going to be really good at that position. And then the free, free safety position where we lost Jeff Manning, I think we we bring in a guy in Drew Polidor um, and then back him up with Blake Stillwell. You know, I I think different um, different attributes that they both bring to the table. I, I think they have the range that Jeff, Jeff certainly possessed. Um, but I do think we can do a little bit more with them um, closer to the ball, in the box, those type of things. So, you know, I think in the, at the safety positions, um, you know, it's not a wash by any means. I think we just we have a few more, few more guys in there, and I, I think the, uh, um, the the potential is tremendous. I think where we're where we're different is corner. Um, you know, these two first years for 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 me, uh, it's been a position that's really been um, a revolving door. And you know, Simeon Woodard has been the the consistent one through those two years, but you got to think about it. He was a true freshman and true sophomore through those years. So those are really years where you're counting on a guy to be your rock and he's a young player. Now he's on the other side of that, but I think in miles Jackson, um, John Johnson, a junior college transfer, Andrew Paul Devin Davis, you know, we'll be able to stretch ourselves a little bit more at that position. And that's where I reference our ability to cover. It really comes down to you know, your corners being able to do the job on the perimeter. And I think we'll be better suited there. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Our coach's corner, Brent Vegan, joining us, Montana State uh, head football coach. And uh, I, I want to ask you about the offensive line as well. You touched on it in your press conference, but uh, you mentioned that Connor Moore is a really talented guy, and he seemed to sort of get his opportunity during the spring and, the, and then hold on to that, which then allows you to shift Rush Reimer inside from left, left tackle to left guard. Um what about Connor Moore makes him a special player? How, how is that? Uh, how, how did that transition happen? Because Rush Reimer, a very good player there at left tackle as well. So what gave you the faith to sort of reshuffle that left side? Well, Connor, as a true freshman last year, was was really uh, up with us, let's say, all, all year. He was a guy to travel, the guy that played in three games. And, you know, by by playoff time last year, um, he, was, he was our next guy up at tackle. So he showed some real promise through last uh, last fall. And then you know, really felt like his off season. Uh, he went from a, you know, probably a 255, 60 pound guy in July of of 22 to by spring he was he was approaching 300. So he he put on the, the strength and size to uh, to go along with his length and athleticism. And he's a really smart young man. He's an engineering student. Um, you know, and a pretty level headed kid all, all at the same time. So. You know, you, you you see the potential. You um, you, you kind of you, you know you bet on the potential. I suppose we still are, but you know he's continued to progress in such a fashion that this move this move made made sense when you're really thinking, okay, what what's it going to take for us to get our best five out there and um, you know at least have that be our starting point. The other dynamic I wanted to ask you about is you have some guys in your program that uh, have have 
natural leadership characteristics that have shown through ever since they were young guys. I'm thinking a lot of the guys in the junior class, like Tommy Mallott, Brody Greeby, Sebastian Valdez. All those guys seem like at the moment that they were even in the too deep that they had some some natural leadership abilities. But now those guys are older. Now those guys are are juniors. They're upperclassmen. How much easier is it for for other guys to accept leadership positions when guys are a little bit older? How much have you seen those guys sort of uh, increase their ability to lead uh, just from being a couple of the the older guys on your roster now? Well, to some degree, it is a rite of passage. You, you know, you uh, pass the torch as far as you know, who's the, maybe the oldest guy in the room is, who the most experienced guy, who's seen the most. Um, you know, and we have several get those guys in that position, whether they're juniors or seniors that have been here for, for quite some time um, and been through a lot. And they've, you know, fortunately for them, they had some really good examples in front of them, you know, and I think that's where, that's where you want it. You want uh, leaders that are learning from leaders, you know, and, and certainly as coaches, we're going to, uh, do everything we can to enhance that, to bring them together, to to guide them when it comes to leadership. Um, but ultimately, the best case scenario is when you know one of the, when you've learned what it's supposed to look like from a guy that's did it the right way in front of you. And I think we have several examples of that over the past few years, and you know just a, a host of guys in, in the, the junior and senior class that you feel really good about who they are as people. Um, the example that they are willing to set as far as how hard they work. And then I think their willingness just to, uh, to speak their mind, you know, and sometimes that's as simple as, you know, coming to me with, uh, with a thought. Um, it's as simple as pulling a teammate aside to say, Hey, this is, you know, this is how you should do this. Um, you know, and then I, I think it gives you comfort as a, a coach and a, a coaching staff when that group is pretty widespread throughout your team. So, you know, I think leadership is going to be a strength of this group. Belief in one another is going to be a strength in this group. And just that the continued uh, mindset of, hey, this is, this is about um, something much bigger than each of us as individuals. Coach's Corner, Brett Vegan, Montana State, uh, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Uh, on ESPN Radio. Last couple of things for you, Coach. I just talked to your quarterback, Tommy Mallott, or one of your quarterbacks, Tommy Mallott, and uh, now, I've known Tommy since he's a sophomore in high school. He's such a great kid, he's, and he's not a kid anymore. He's such a good young man, but he also, it seems, has grown and matured. I mean, just talking to him, you can tell he has this self-awareness about him and, and this sort of cool and calm confidence. From a just holistic perspective, how have you seen him grow this offseason? Yeah, I think I, I think that's that's kind of it. I think you just kind of you figure things out um, holistically more. And, and you know, um, he got thrust into quite a situation as a freshman. And he was – he's mature beyond his years. But still, that, that situation, he wasn't necessarily ready for. But he responded. And, and you know, before he knows it, he's one of the more famous people in our state. Um, and then dealing with that at a young age, I, I think uh, – you know, was complicated for him. And then last year, the ups and downs of, uh, you know, uh, getting injured, um, having to sit out a few games back, you know, and, and, and it was, a it wasn't a smooth ride necessarily for him last year, but, you know, you really saw him grow. And I, I think, I think in the off season, uh, he's just become more dialed in on what it means to play quarterback, um, what it means to, to be a leader. You know, he was a captain last year, but I don't know if he necessarily felt worthy of that. I mean, that's just kind of who he is. But at the same time, you can see, 
you know, because of that experience last year, he was most of the time the first to speak, you know, as far as those opportunities go from a leadership perspective. And, and, you know, he just uh, in every which way continues to amaze us as coaches on, on who he is as a person, how hard he's willing to work. Um, you know, and, and to say sky's the limit with him, you know, I don't want to put any guardrails on, on what he can do not only on the field, but in life. I mean, he's just a real special um, young man and, and, you know, one I'm very grateful that, that I had a chance to work with and, you know, have a couple more years with him left uh, here at Montana State. Well, last thing for you, then Brett Vegan joining us here on ESPN Radio. You talk about taking it day by day all the time, but you're also, you and your program, so good at sort of analyzing it from a big picture view as well, trying to get better all the time and, and you know, not hit your peak until the December and January games that you hope to be playing in. So when it comes to the opener, what sort of things will you have your eyes on? I mean, what, what sort of procedural things or, or operational things or fundamental things will, will you be watching on Saturday? What, what will constitute success for Montana State in this opening game against Utah Tech? Can we play a clean football game? I think that's the biggest thing, and there's a lot that goes into that. I think it's there's a, there's an assignment element, there's a communication element to it. Um, you know, there's certainly the penalty uh, side of things. There's the turnover side of things. I mean, you want to be as clean as you can, and I think as coaches you got to look at what are you asking your guys to do. It can't be super complex here this first game, especially when there's unknowns. Um, on the other side, which there always is in a first game. So, you know, can we can we play fast and, and can we, you know, uh, special teams, can we affect the game just because we're more dialed in? And, and when you look at that stat sheet at the end of it, have we won the turnover battle? Have have we been good on the penalty side of things? Because um, we're going to make mistakes. I, I think you're going to you're going to make some some things as long as those mistakes are uh, are repeatable um, or are repeated, I should say. Um, I think we can live with it, but, uh, you know, this game will prove to be the, the, the beginning stages of our, our foundation for this year. And we need to get off to a, off to a, a clean start, um, and set course for, for what we hope is a, you know, week after week improvements. Coach's corner, Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach joining us here on Nuanas now. Coach, appreciate the time. As always, we'll talk to you soon. Look forward to seeing you and your team on Saturday. And the best of luck with everything. Thanks for making some time. All right. Thanks a lot, Colter. Go Cats. Hour one of the Bucks. Hour two coming at you. All things NFL plus a little high school football, Missoula style, the Garden City Spotlight. Jam-packed hour number two here on this Friday. New on is now. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.